All right, welcome back to the Dolls. Been a little while. Charles yeah, is here has with been me a as while. always. Yeah. Charles, what's been going on? We've we've had some big events. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there was the uh, the NCAA tournament that finished out and then uh, went and got married. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, those are both <laughs> yes. big events. Yeah, so that, that happened. Uh, you've been traveling for work and for, for family stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of just been, you know, been missing each other <laughs> the last right. couple of weeks, but... Right. Finally, trying to get back on schedule here. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, I was in Nashville for a while, and uh, that is a fun town, man. It is, yeah. a, it is a pretty cool place to visit. Pretty young town, a lot of tech jobs and things there. Um, had a had a work conference out that way. It was, it was actually a lot more fun than I thought it would be. But I don't did know you, what's. Did that? you connect with our buddy Michael? Uh, no, he is not there yet. He doesn't move there oh. until July. So right. I, uh, I scouted out some good locations for him. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was a great time. And I I have said this before. I'll say it again. I stick by it. I don't know how anyone in the South does not have diabetes. <laughs> it's just not possible. So How everyone do, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you could live there and not have it. Yeah. The food, just fantastic, but everything is insanely sugar. sugary and, yeah. or fried. And, um, every place that we went, we had several evening events and things and they were just force feeding us, uh, Nashville hot chicken and deviled eggs and fried green tomatoes and sweet tea. And, uh, you know, it it was really, really good stuff. I had a brisket mac and cheese that was phenomenal. Uh, sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Had a lot of great food, great town. Um, but yeah, I'm going to. Right, I've got a beef with with sweet tea because it, it is it's not better than just unsweetened iced tea. Like I, I I don't understand why people have to mess with a great recipe in unsweetened iced tea with adding flavors or sugar or whatever to get sweet tea or all these other things. Unsweetened iced tea is very underrated and very good. I don't think it needs to be modified. I'm gonna go on record and say that. All right, I'm I'm not actually a big fan of either. Uh, other <laughs> other other than the occasional Arnold Palmer, I I really never touch uh, either one of the things. But um, you know, this was something where uh, everywhere that you went, somebody that you know we were there um, with some people from Nashville had uh, had some some friends and colleagues and stuff that that live and work in Nashville that were taking us out to a lot of various places and everywhere you went it was oh you've got to try their sweet tea it's like oh no 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 I'm good I I I just had some sweet tea well you didn't have their sweet tea and it's all the same I'm sorry it just is it's regular iced tea with six uh heaping spoonfuls of sugar in it yeah you'd be better off just drinking a coca-cola yeah yeah exactly (laughs) but you haven't had their (laughs) coca-cola Yeah, anyway, um, well, yeah, congrats on, on the wedding, and um, yeah, Thanks, I apologize that we haven't been able to make this happen sooner, but yeah, the NBA playoffs and, and the NHL playoffs are here, and you know. MLB started. MLB started, yeah, yeah. One of the uh, one of the Rockies is going to be standing in for Canelo since he can't fight against uh, Triple G. <laughs> yeah, we've actually had a pretty fiery start to Major League Baseball this year. Yeah, uh, a couple of huge fights. Yeah, 
Charging the mound this early in the season, I feel like that doesn't generally happen until much later in the year. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, usually it's you get the bad blood brewing and somebody gets plunked in an early series and then they don't face each other for another five weeks and then they, they hit somebody again and then that sort of starts it. Um, these fights have just gotten going within the games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, it, though. I- I do like it too. Um, baseball, baseball is weird because it comes around. You know, there's opening day, and it's it's great through the month of April. But like, if there's a way to just like skip right to the All Star break, <laughs> yeah, with baseball, you know, uh, it would be. I, I don't think it necessarily needs to be, you know, six months long and 180 freaking games, but. Um, you know, I'm glad it's back and, uh, you know, excited for the season, even though my giants have already taken a plunge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, the NL West is just the most unpredictable thing though. Uh, everybody had the Dodgers to win it this year. It looks like the Diamondbacks are going to be the team to beat for now, which probably means the Rockies will win it somehow. It's, you know, it's, yeah, there's always, there's always the, the, there's always like one or two spring teams in the NL West that start out really hot and then end right. almost like dead last. Right, and it does feel like it rotates uh, in terms of winning the division or getting a second team in there as a wild card. It does seem to rotate with basically everybody but the Padres. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, except for the Padres did just beat my Giants ten to one, I think yesterday or the other day, and. Uh, and are on quite the winning streak right now, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, they'll find a way to blow it. Don't worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> Padres, unbelievable. Just give up on sports, San Diego. You lost the Chargers. You know the Clippers. You lost the Clippers, the Clippers. forty years ago. Yeah, who cares about having the Padres now? You can just uh, rest on being smug about how there's so much to do in San Diego that nobody can go to sporting events. I'm sorry. It's a terrible excuse. We've we've covered this before, but there's not just inherently more things to do in San Diego because it's 70 degrees all the time. I've spent yeah. a lot of time in San Diego. There, there's gridlock traffic all over the place. Nobody's out hiking. They make it sound like it's this hiking mecca. You can run on the sidewalk and, and zigzag your way through all the homeless people, but that's, you know, th- there's not just more to do in San Diego. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's not, yeah, you're right. There's not more to do in San Diego than, for instance, New York, which can support, you know, six, seven major right. uh, franchise sports franchises, and actually way... has much more to do at any given time yeah. than San Diego does ever. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, take that, San Diego. I hope you lose the Padres. Um, <laughs> So, okay, moving on. Uh, first round of these NBA games, I say we go through um, the Western Conference first, if that's all right with you. Yeah, that, that's fine with me. Just so everyone, we're recording this on Monday. The uh, the Sixers Heat uh, game two just wrapped up, in the, and it's the start of the second quarter of the Warriors Spurs game right now. So we're a little bit into this series, but right. um, we'll still. Uh, you know, go through what we think is going to happen. 
Yeah, yeah, and I don't think that, um, you know, just with one game in the book in each of these series, and then I suppose two games in the books uh, for the Heat and the Sixers, I don't think that anything is for sure at this point, so uh, I still think it's worth um, kind of going through our predictions on these various series. Uh, starting with uh, the one versus the eight there, um, Rockets, Timberwolves, much closer game one than I anticipated. I still feel like the Rockets are going to take that series probably in five. I could see it maybe going six, though. Um, yeah. I, that was a close game for Carl Anthony Towns only putting up eight points. Yeah. You know? And Carl uh, Anthony Towns only putting up eight points. And uh, James Harden having an insane, I think he had like 36 points or something like that. Yeah, he had James a. Harden had it. Monster Get a monster game. game, and Jimmy Butler was either limited or out. I, I, I forget the full details, but you know if Jimmy Butler's back this series, um, you know I could see it going six games easily. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm looking at the stat line. Harden put up 44. Oh so, my god! Yeah, definitely an interesting one. Um, I don't know. I, I tend to think that between Harden and Capella, the way that they were they were using that pick and roll and throwing that lob in there, and then any time they uh, sort of bit and, and moved towards Capella, Harden was just burying shots from the outside. I tend to think they're going to put them away in this series. I don't think they're really in danger, but I do think this is a more interesting matchup than I would have thought initially. Yeah, uh, definitely a more interesting matchup, especially for a, a one and an eight. Uh, both the one and the eight uh, games were were very good, but um, you know this was this one was was really a close game, really hard fought from the. Uh, yeah. What's the uh, so? You, would your pick be six games? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Rockets in six. Okay, I'll go I'll go five for the record, but uh, I could certainly see it going six. Uh, so moving on from there, um, you know, game that's going on right now, the, the Warriors against the Spurs. This yeah. was um, the least exciting of the first games, I would say. Uh, yeah. The Warriors really took care of business. Popovich, I think, very accurately described the team as sort of uh, having the deer in the headlights kind of look. Uh, looks like tonight they're playing quite a bit better, but uh, I still don't see this being more than a five-game series. What about you? Yeah, I uh, I think Popovich is good for at least two wins in this series. Just the, just a coach himself, um, and additionally, we've seen this with teams in the past where, like, the, everyone says the Warriors are just going to turn it on. They're going to flip the switch, but. There's been a lot of really good teams in the past with a lot of talent that have not been able to flip the switch in the playoffs. So maybe this is a you know a good chance for the Warriors to to actually just put it up, put it into the on position for the playoffs. But I could see them dropping a couple of games in this series to the Spurs, and I'm going to go uh, Warriors in six. Okay. Um, the only thing I would say this Spurs team. It's pretty impressive for them to even be in this situation. 
Um, if they are able to pull out two wins against this Warriors team, I understand that that to Popovich and you know to a lot of NBA people that there's not really any moral victories, but um, I would certainly feel pretty confident about it. Uh, I would also, if I was in that Spurs organization, be be looking to figure out a way to move Kawhi Leonard. Um, there seems to be a lot of uh, a lot of uneasiness behind the scenes. Popovich after game one, uh, basically saying, "I don't know when he'll be back. You'll have to ask his people." Uh, the fact that he no longer trusts the Spurs medical staff and is meeting with his own team in New York. Um, I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong in this situation. I think when something is misdiagnosed uh, as a player, it is hard to, to trust the team again if you feel like the doctors made that diagnosis um, sort of rushed to that conclusion for the best interest of the team rather than your best interest. I can totally understand where he's coming from on that, but yeah. um, I just don't see how those things get better. You know. Yeah, I think the weirdest part about the whole Kawhi situation, though, is that it's coming from the Spurs. It, it's just, yeah, it, it's so rare that drama like this comes from uh, an organization like like the Spurs, where they run very efficiently and very well. Like you don't, you you often hear about like fabricated drama from the Patriots, but you, you it's easy to just be like you know this is bullshit. You don't actually hear anything real about the Patriots. And I feel like the Spurs are like that too. And it's just weird to me that this is seems to be real and it's real uh, drama from the, Spur, from the Spurs specifically. Yeah, yeah, it is unusual. Um, I guess that would be something too if I was Kawhi's agent or, or in his group or anything. Um, <laughs> you know, I would certainly... Be, be saying to him, look, if you think that this organization is mismanaged, uh, you may not like a lot of the other organizations that are out there in basketball. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's just you can magically trust uh, team doctors overnight if you feel like there was an issue there. But yeah, if you felt like this Spurs organization um, is not well run, Boy, you're not going to enjoy the Clippers, you know. I mean, yeah, that's that's well, just sort pretty of pretty much thing. any other NBA team, right? I other mean, uh, the Warriors, uh, right now with the people they have in place, that's that's really about it. Um, and I suppose maybe the Celtics. Uh, people really say that between Ainge and um, and Brad yeah. Stevens that they have a good organization, but yeah, I mean, you look around the league and the Spurs are pretty much the gold standard. If you're demanding to leave San Antonio. You know, be careful what you wish for, because that's, um, boy, that's going to be tricky. So we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, I agree with you. It is unusual. It's a weird situation to begin with, but especially weird that it involves the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, What do you think? What do you, you, I said, I said Warriors and six. Did you give your pick? Yeah, I'm I'm doing, I'm saying five. I'm saying Warriors and five. Yeah, Warriors and five. Yeah. So... Um, moving on from there, um, the Pelicans and the, the Trailblazers, uh, Pelicans yeah. steal, steal game one in Portland. Yeah. Makes it a very interesting series. Um, very, comp- I don't know. I, 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 uh, was pretty much sold on the Blazers, uh, at the end of the regular season. Um, 
to, to make a deep playoff run. So I'm going to go Blazers in five here. I don't think they're going to lose another game. Um, and that first game was uh, just a little awkward. I felt like maybe some first game jitters from both teams. But yeah, um, what what do you think? Yeah, uh, the first game there was it, that was as sloppy a playoff game as I've seen in a long time. There was. Um, there was a good stretch where both teams were just running up and down the floor, just chucking up shots and committing terrible turnovers. And um, I think there was a series of, of six or seven possessions where the shot clock didn't get below 14 seconds um, due to a combination of, of wild shots and turnovers. And um, it, it just it felt like two young teams um, in a playoff series, you know. And, yeah, definitely some jitters on both sides. Anthony Davis, great, great game. Really going to be a tough matchup for for Portland. Uh, I think the Blazers are going to take this series, too, but I actually think this is going to go seven. Um, And because of that Davis matchup, I I think that Nurkic looked completely out of his league in trying to to deal with Davis, and I'm just not sure what they can do with – with a guy that size and that athletic, I don't know that they have a good answer. That said, I think Lillard is going to play um, better than he did in that first game, and I can't imagine either team being as sloppy uh, as they were in this one. But um, I, I'm going to say Blazers in seven. I definitely definitely still like the Blazers here. I I was very tempted to say Blazers in six, but um, I'll go seven. Yeah. Go, just real quick, going back to the um... – Kawhi complaining about the Spurs and maybe saying that it's not a well-managed team. The Pelicans just got their first playoff win with Anthony Davis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, like, I think they've missed the playoffs the last, like, three years. Like, since the last time they were in the playoffs was, uh, I remember it was the Warriors' first uh, title run because that was the, uh, there was that crazy overtime game with the game-winning shot from Steph in the corner, the corner three. Mm-hmm. Do, do you remember this game? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. OT And the, the Warriors had like a 20-point comeback in the fourth quarter. I, that's, uh, I think that was the last time they were in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so. pretty rough. Um, interesting cast of characters around Davis. I'm still, still not that in love with the situation there, but... I will say uh, Rondo quietly had 17 assists in that game, which is yeah. I I, I yeah. watched that game and I was just like, playoff Rondo is still a thing. <laughs> That's all I was thinking yeah. to myself. Yep. Playoff Rondo is still a thing. Yeah. So I c- could be an interesting series. I'd definitely be watching um, Rondo and AD, seeing how that plays out. But I yeah. I still think Blazers in five. I think Lillard's gonna gonna take over yeah he just did not have a great game um i i would anticipate him leading the team in scoring pretty much every well i don't know i mean i know mccollum contributes a lot too but um i just i think one of those two guys is going to be going for 20 plus um every game in the series from here on out and neither one of them hit the 20 20 point mark in this game so yeah all right, so last one in the West. Um, kind of an interesting first game. 
um, that that Jazz series, uh, Jazz against the Thunder. What are your What are your thoughts there? Uh, um, really, uh, I thought it was a great game. Um, the The Jazz opened up. I don't know if you remember on a, an eleven zero run. Yeah. And my my one takeaway from this game is it. If Donovan Mitchell doesn't win Rookie of the Year, I, I I mean I don't know what you have to do. He looks like a, he looks like he's been in this, he looks like he's been in this game before. I mean yeah. he, he had a he had an incredible performance, a double double. I mean and played. Well, and if, if he doesn't go to the locker room for an extended period of time with that foot injury, I actually yeah. think this is a different game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he is incredibly strong. He just does not look like he's he, he's not built like a rookie. I mean, he is he is a big dude. He is um, very powerful. He's kind of one of those sneaky big guys like James Harden, where you don't think of him as being big, but he is very strong, very tough guy. And I I'm a little shocked that Corey Brewer's little chicken legs were managed to take him down, but. Um, yeah, I think it's a different game if he doesn't get stepped on and, and miss some time there. Yeah, I I definitely be watching this game moving forward, this matchup moving forward. I actually think the Jazz are going to win this series, and I think they're going to do it in six games. Okay. Yeah, I like that call. There was also some other injuries in that game. Paul George left that game. He had an incredible game, but left early uh, with a hip contusion. And is getting some treatment. Not expected to miss time, but he's missing, or he, um, you know, it's still one of those nagging injuries. And then yep. something that I I find a little odd, there was a, an alley oop to Stephen Adams pretty late in the game, where he throws it down and then running up the court, he's like holding his forearm and grimacing. And during the game, they made some comment about Adams seems to have really hurt himself on that alley oop. Uh, and then nothing. I cannot find anything about it in in the post game. Um, huh. There's there's no mention of it. Uh, they haven't mentioned the possibility of him missing time. Maybe he just hit it on the rim and it's just a, you know, it's just a bruise or something. But that's a, a huge human being, and I've never really seen him react to to much. Even when he got kicked in the groin by your buddy, um, <laughs> you know, he. That's he, my purse. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, he didn't have that big a reaction to it. I mean, it, it certainly it looked like it was uncomfortable, but he seems like a very tough uh, New Zealander, you know. Well, uh, I think this is this is a, the best matchup in the five spot, uh, I think, in the final, in the playoffs right now is the yeah. Gobert-Adams um, matchup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a good one. It's uh, certainly not Carmelo Anthony and anybody with him coming off the bench. He is just bad now. Yeah, uh, kind of sad to watch. Yeah, he he's not. He he used to just if you were guarding him on the perimeter, he would drive to the basket and he would get his points there. Now he just he, if he's not open from the perimeter, he passes the ball. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's he used to be one of the best pure scorers um, in basketball, but not anymore. Yeah. Um, that's it. Okay, so you like the Jazz in six? Yeah. Um, man, I really want to take the Jazz here. I'm worried about the injuries on both sides. Um, I feel like you're gonna get the Russ game. That's good for one more win for them. I'm gonna go Jazz in seven. 
I'm 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 rolling with you on the Jazz. Jazz and seven. Jazz and right. seven. Yeah, so switching gears to the East, let's start with the series that's already out of the way, that where games game two has already happened. Uh, we've got yeah. the Heat and the Sixers knotted at one apiece. What are what are your thoughts? Well, for anybody that just watched this this Heat game, Dwayne Wade just had one of the most incredible playoff performances I had seen from a bench player. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I mean. It was unbelievable. He had uh, almost 30 points. At, uh, the last I checked, he was like plus 14. And it was just like the the Heat were floundering without him on the floor, and they were about to blow this lead that they had, and they bring Wade back with, I think, four minutes left, and just boom, immediately they go up by 10. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it is all him. He has a poke steal, yeah. like a yeah. nasty steal where he slaps it away, goes in between the guy's legs. And then he runs out and, you know, catches a nice little pass and dunks it. And uh, then the next possession, he dribbles down and beautiful find in the middle to Johnson and, and he dunks it. And yeah, I mean, it, it was basically just, it, he basically single-handedly prevented two baskets and scored two on the other end um, within yeah. 30 seconds of coming in. I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, it was great because the you could hear the fans they knew it was a problem for the. They, they knew it was a problem matchup, and Dwayne Wade was just having a game, because every time they put him in, he was just getting booed. Yeah, he was getting booed. Uh, like I, I've never seen that in a series where just a normal substitution, the the crowd is booing the player that's being subbed in just because they're playing. Yeah, they're having a good game. Well, I've seen it is it where Philadelphia. They're booed because, yeah. like, it is Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, where you can't expect any sort of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Decency. Class. Decency. Um, But usually when players are booed like that, it's like, you know, Draymond Green getting booed in OKC after kicking Steven Adams in the groin or um, LeBron James in in OKC or in, uh, in Oracle. Uh, after goading Draymond Green into getting suspended or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely unusual for for game two of a playoff series to boo a bench player coming in. Um, Yeah. Pretty unusual, but, yeah, um, I don't know. This was a... This was an interesting game. I mean, the Heat were up 12 in game one early, and blew that lead and, and ended up getting routed pretty handily. Simmons had a really great game one. Um, you know, he had a pretty decent game two also, but not being able to shoot free throws and not being able to shoot from the outside, uh, I think the Heat have figured out how to defend Simmons pretty well. They don't pick him up until he's around the foul line. Um, and he still scores some in transition, and he's, he's a powerful guy. But uh, I think they've got a good game plan against him. I don't know when or if Embiid is going to make an appearance in this uh, yep. series. That that certainly might play a role. But what's what's your ultimate thought here? What do you who do you like? Um, I mean, so I I just I don't know. If, I don't think that Dwayne Wade can can keep this up. However, I will say that. 
he does want to get that one last big contract, and he feels he's owed it from the Heat specifically. Mm-hmm. So that said, if he single-handedly wins a playoff series uh, for the Heat, he's gonna get his he's gonna get his money. So uh, I could see him just having an insane series, uh, but I. But I think that's highly unlikely. I, mean, I would say that there's like a 5% chance of that happening. So I'm going Sixers in six games. Okay. I'm I'm going to take the Heat uh, in six games. I feel like they, they should have won game one. They just a uh, pretty sloppy game, and they, they let that lead get away from them. It's also a bit of a spite pick. I just can't stand J.J. Redick or uh, the, the myriad of Eastern European players on, on the Sixers and just the way that they operate. I just Ilyasova and Saric both drive me insane. Um, Redick today had just a, a, a absolute meltdown temper tantrum about not getting a foul call on a three um, that they replay, and there's no foul. Um, and if you're going to have a, a big meltdown, like a big tantrum, you know, yeah. it, there needs to be an actual reason for it. Um, because, you know, it's fine. I'm fine if you want to fake a call to try and go to the line. That's part of the game. I understand that. But if you're going to continue just stomping around and shouting and pouting afterward, there, there better have been some really egregious contact and um, that particular play. I, I just didn't see anything. Maybe... Maybe a little bit of a hold when he, when he was dribbling up, um, but definitely nothing as he came to shoot, to gather and shoot. And I yeah. don't know. I just don't like that team. Um, I, I like Embiid okay. Uh, if he gets in this series, I think it does change the complexion of it. But I think that the way that they're made up, the Heat have a pretty decent chance of it in this series. I think Olenek is actually a pretty big factor as well, which is, is pretty yeah. weird, but... Olenek and Wade coming off the bench, I just don't see the Sixers having enough depth um, to deal with them. So, yeah, first first one we've differed on. I'm I'm taking the Heat there. So, all right, all right, man. All right. Where do you want to go next? Let's. Uh, all right, now that we got that out of the way, let's go to the one and the eight, and then we'll just work our way down from there. Okay, we'll skip over the three and the the six. So. Celtics Bucks. Uh, I think this has been this was the best game thus far. Went into overtime. Uh, um, Absolutely great. crazy how it went into overtime too. Oh yeah, half second shot. Uh, uh, half second left with Chris Middleton getting a horrible look at a three from I think it had to be like thirty three feet or something yeah, like that. It's, yeah, it's just a catch and shoot. And it just goes in. I, yeah. Like the only thing I could compare it to would be uh, Dame Lillard a couple years ago taking oh, away okay. your, your yeah. game seven bets. You would, <laughs> you would bring that up. Uh, it did have a similar feel. This was even faster. Um, yeah. It, yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that was an unbelievable shot. Um, and then they box the lose in overtime. After Atenakumpo get fouls out, like I think that they need to adjust the rule so that you can get like seven fouls in, in overtime, right? Like, because 
the way the rules are laid out and the way basketball has been played is basically like fouls get used strategically for defense throughout the game, right? Right. So if a game goes into overtime, you get more timeouts. That's a, you know, why not get more fouls? One yeah. more foul. Like, yeah, there's been some interesting games through the years. I remember a Bulls game. I can't remember who they were playing. I want to say the Kings or something, but it ended up being a four-overtime game, and there were so many players that had fouled out during yeah. during the third and fourth overtime that there was literally discussion of, well, what do they do if one of the teams has to just use four players? And um, Yeah, I'm with you. It, it's... <laughs> It's just it, – it is a strategic way that you play the game, and you certainly don't do that anticipating the overtime. Um, right. And I just feel like it's, a, it's bullshit to say, well, oh, the coach that, that, uh, that did prepare for a third overtime or whatever the case may be, um, it just – it's silly. It, I'm with you. I think you should yeah. you know, extend it one foul per overtime even. You know? Yeah, it would also make for some interesting – yeah, one foul per overtime. It would also be interesting because then you'd end up with a situation where maybe a player had fouled out in regular time. They're like, oh, if this goes into overtime, they're going to get this player back. back. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like it. I I think it did. uh, I felt like that was a, at best, a very ticky-tack call. It didn't seem like a foul to me. And I, I get that Giannis is just now getting to that level where he's, He's a superstar in terms of his talent, in terms of the way that he's officiated or viewed uh, within the league. Maybe not quite on that level, but on the cusp. Um, to me, if you're gonna if you're gonna foul out a superstar in overtime of a playoff game, it needs to be a pretty clear foul. And I, I felt yeah. that that was a little little questionable there. Yeah. So. Uh, this this is the only series that I actually bet on. I bet on the Bucks in this series. Um, I'm still feeling okay about it. Obviously, I would have loved uh, if they'd stolen the first game. That that makes you feel a lot better. But I I'm still gonna roll with the Bucks uh, in this series. By uh, I, I think it's gonna go six. It's gonna go Bucks in six. I think it's gonna be Bucks in seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's gonna be Bucks in seven. Yeah. Um, I think the Celtics are I, I, playing in the Garden is is uh, it's a hard place to play, yeah. especially in the playoffs. And it'll be the Bucks will be hard pressed to I think steal one on the road. I think they'll get one, but and then they'll protect their home court. But I I just don't know which one it's going to be. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that, and you know, I don't want to take too much away from the Celtics. I think that they, uh, the Tatum and Brown, the the two really young players they have, are, are really good and fun to watch. Um, and Morris had a great game. Uh, I just can't see Morris. You know that that's the Morris game to me. I don't think that that shows up another game in this series, whether it goes, you know, five, six, seven games or whatever. Um, I don't think he's having another game like that. So, but. Yeah, um, don't want to take too much from them. I think that's uh, going to be an interesting series at the very least. I think think it should be fun. Yeah. All, All right. right. Do, 
Do we talk about Raptors Wizards? No, no, we have not. Yeah, we oh, we I, missed. I said we skipped. Started the one seed and then I went to the Celtics. You know, Canadians. You, yeah, you forget Canadians that they're there a lot of the time. Yeah, so my that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> no, Drake um, is Drake is fired up at you right now, doing yeah. some terrible dance on the sideline. <laughs> well, he can cool down when I say I think the Raptors are going to sweep this series. <laughs> Yeah, I actually felt like the Wizards um, didn't have the worst matchup in the world here. But the way that they came out in that first game, I just don't see it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually I'm going to say the Raptors in five, but I don't think this is a close series. Yeah. I mean, that was a relatively entertaining game, especially for a 1-8 matchup. I think the Wizards were leading at halftime. Right. So it wasn't a boring game, but I just – there's too much uh, drama, I feel like, hearing from Washington with John Wall and a uh, battle with Bradley Beal for whose team it is and all this da-da-da-da-da. It's just I, – I just don't think that the Wizards are going to be able to – win one over this 60 win Raptors team that's just playing out of their mind right now yeah yeah and it's I don't know I don't want to say that the Wizards would be better without John Wall I think he is a really good player but I just don't know chemistry wise if if uh, what they have going is going to work uh, I'm with you I, I get what you're saying so a lot going on uh, seemingly off the court um, within that team that just doesn't bode well for the playoffs. So, Yeah. All right, now now that we're back on track, on to the four seed and the five with the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Pacers. Yeah. Yeah, so the Cavs drop game one. To Victor Oladipo. Yeah, Oladipo. Um, he's got to win most improved player, right? I mean, he, he's... Yeah, apparently he just needs to be in the state of Indiana. That's um, that's his thing for some reason, you know? It's like Superman with the yellow sun. It just... Uh, I don't know what it is, but... Yeah, it, this was a pretty ugly game for the Cavs. Um, you know, they, they brought it... it they were down big. They they brought it back at ha- or, uh, at the end of the third quarter, um, made it a little closer. Um, you know, the deficit midway third quarter was like 21 points at one point, um, and they closed it all the way down to uh, six or seven. Yeah, six, six or seven, and and certainly, um, yeah, made it a close game, and then it just. The fourth quarter, they basically did nothing offensively. So they've got to figure it out on offense. Um, I think it was a great game for, for Indy. Um, definitely a, a nobody-believes-in-us type of game. Um, I still think the Cavs are going to win this series, but I do think it's going at least six. I'm going to I'm gonna take Cavs in six. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say Cavaliers, but in seven. Okay. I just, I yeah. just, I don't know. I think that I could see the Cavaliers dropping another game like this, yeah. um, on the road, or you know, and just see it going going the distance. And yeah, Lance Stevenson, uh, you know, if he starts blowing in LeBron's ear again, 
He had a big dunk in that game, though. There's, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This indie team, yeah, they're not always the most fun to watch, but uh, Oladipo is a very good player. So, uh, going, I don't think he's going to go six for nine from three again, um, but we'll see, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that does it for the matchups. Just so you get, just so you know, it's uh, halftime in the Warriors Spurs game. Spurs are up by five, and the Warriors are still favored to win. You can get the Spurs at plus one sixty five on the money line. I'm just uh, letting you know, Warriors are going to drop this game. You feel like it, huh? You not, not yeah, I feel like they're not going to. And then the whole discussion about oh, are the Warriors able to flip the switch? Da, 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 da. I just see the headlines tomorrow, like Warriors not able to flip the switch. Oh, that's going to be a lot of discussion about light switches tomorrow in the here in the Bay Area. Yeah, well, I I could see it. I think uh, there's a possibility. You know. Uh... I don't know though. That that being said, um, I think there's generally a reason Vegas sets the the, the lines at where they are. So you know, when you can, when you get a team that's winning at half that uh, is still the underdog, uh, it just means there's a lot of money going in on the Warriors. Yeah, no, that's probably true. That's probably true. So all right, well, uh, any hockey thoughts? Anything you want to want to get out there? I might do a parlay. Uh, take the Flyers, take a flyer on the Flyers and the Sixers. Yeah. Because it seems to be Philadelphia's year. You know, you got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, Villanova winning it all, and the NCAA tournament. I might take a flyer on the Flyers and uh, and and Philadelphia. Well, I'll tell you the the brilliance of that move. The. Sixers are tied in the series, dropped one at home, and the Flyers are down one. So you're going to get really, really good odds on that right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, nobody nobody believed in Villanova even at the one seed, and and, uh, at the same time, uh, no one believed in the Eagles when uh, Carson Wentz got injured, so, and they... Proved everyone else wrong. So why 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 is why is it seems to be Philly's year already? Let's just stick with Philly. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Riding the Philly momentum. I I'm with you there. Um, I would just comment on uh, the the Avalanche about to, you know, I think they should be tied one one in this series. Um, you know, no nothing to blame, but nobody to blame but ourselves for some blown opportunities in those first two games, but. Uh, yeah, we're we're up four one at the end of the second period right now. I feel like this is going to be two one, and I think we win another game on home ice, and I think the series is tied two two. So anybody's series here, get those those uh, stupid predators out of the out of there. Um, yeah, yeah. I will say in Nashville they really seem to love um, that team, and I, I happened to or I had to see a million uh, Smashville. Uh, t-shirts which i guess it's a clever name that's fine um but you know i by the time i was leaving i was like all right enough with this already come on (laughs) smash yeah Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, I think uh, I think we touch base kind of as these series, um, you know, certainly some of these series are bound to wrap up relatively quickly. Uh, neither one of us, well, I guess you have the Raptors sweeping, but that's the, the lone sweep we have picked. Uh, but I think maybe yeah. we touch base next week and just sort of check in and see how our picks are looking and which of these series has already ended and uh, which are, are looking to wrap up quickly. Yeah. All right, well, it's good to get back on a schedule here, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, man. Talk to you soon.